there's so much East Coast energy in this. It's so fascinating to watch, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> how they do it. And I just, I really love it. Like, I love the interactions between everyone and like when they're all just yelling at each other yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're saying fuck you fuck you all right i got your back though don't worry about it like yeah <laughs> i mean if you're able to handle being berated all the time as a chef i feel like you can handle like big suits trying to like pressure you yeah i mean into, yeah like, for sure <laughs> into like we need 20 seasons like no fuck you yeah. this story is gonna end in in four seasons or whatever yeah. let's hope i propose jeremy be the new berry the new flash you mean Jeremy Allen? Yes. As in Carmi? Carmi. Okay. Carmi, Jeremy, yeah, the actor. Okay. He is Barry, New Flash. I can see it. And then Richie is Ebon Moss. Him be Reverse Flash. Eobard Thon. Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast. Today we'll be talking about the bear. The bear is on FX. My name's Kevin. I'm Derek. And. Does this just bring you memories of working in the restaurant industry? Yes. Yeah. Like it's like going into a battlefield for us, you know, like people who've done service type industry work. Mm -hmm. So if you're in retail, if you've been in the restaurant business, like you just know people suck. Yeah. People suck. And it's also not people that you just serve, but sometimes the people you work with just cause like, it's just difficult. It's difficult work and people get stressed out. It's, man, so I never actually served like I was a busboy and then I was a food server and then becoming a server. But this is just focusing on like the back of the house. And it's just like every time I had to go into the back of the house, it's always just crazy. It's so nuts. And so like this is why it's so interesting to see this kind of restaurant come to life though you know um so you know we have the main character jeremy well not jeremy jeremy <laughs> carmy yeah, car uh carmy and he comes from you know fancy food life like chef status mm -hmm. to go to like a i don't want to say grimy or whatever but like a you know it's a mom and pop shop yeah a local restaurant that his yeah. brother used to own trying to bring his culinary skills and systems to like this place and you see a lot of resistance because it's just again like it, a an everyday restaurant you know that people go to and you serve just regular ass people what's really cool is that each character is kind of capturing what it's like to work here as in like there's a bunch of people that don't like change you know they like to just show up and do whatever they want and like sure they get the job done but it's not like as efficient as the way that um carmy is trying to like make it be well carmy and sid but like somehow at the end of the day they get everything done and like the restaurant is still functional but i feel like well um i used to work at cheesecake factory and it's like every time there's some sort of like system that's trying to like be implemented it it's not really working it's also you know like people who like you mentioned is resistance to change and they just like the day-to-day -day. Yeah. they don't ever want to improve or reach their full potential and that's what Carmi and uh, I'm forgetting her name, but she's Sid. really in this. Yeah, Sid. She's just, you know, they can see so much potential in this place. You know, if they just bring a little bit more structure and life and just more vibrancy, if you will, to like this place. And like it, the food looks really good. The food does. Look good. <laughs> it looks so good. Like I like they're, when they make the Italian beef, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like <laughs> it looks so good. I love a good Italian beef and I've only had it once. So. I actually don't know what good is my bar is low pretty neutral you know <laughs> like but italian beef is really good i hope 
you know, second season just continues like this, the tone of everything. I love that most of the show is just set in the restaurant itself. Everything happens in the restaurant for the most part, you know? Yeah. And when things don't happen in the restaurant, it's just seeing what their lives are slightly outside of this or seeing some background on it. That's it, you know? Yeah, it's not even that much, to be honest. Mainly the restaurant, uh, back of the house, everything going crazy. It's, the, the other thing is like, having coworkers that aren't really team players, that's just so frustrating. Yes. You know, so when Sid finally comes in and Sid's trying to like optimize everything, but then Tina's just like giving her shit. It's just like, ah, oh, I know it. I know the feeling, man. I don't know if it was like that for you, but. It's twofold. There's a, and they said it too, you know, it's um, hazing. They're oh, hazing yeah. her. So they just, she just has to put up with it for two weeks. And then once they're comfortable and it's their version of building a camaraderie, you know, uh, camaraderie, sorry. Do all that stuff to pick on her a little bit, but it's also to build her character, right? It's like, this is who we are. So you got to understand that while we also understand who you are, you know? And of course, you know, not everyone is super nice about it, but I think at a point, like, it's just their way of just inviting her in. Like he mentioned, right? He's like, oh, they did that to me two weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, when in the very first episode, he's looking for his knife, like anyone got my knife, whatever. It's like, you know, a good knife. Mm -hmm. It's his favorite knife or whatever it was. Is just, you know, they don't respect his tools at first. And then sooner or later, they, you know, you can see that they listen to him because he has a ton of experience and he's, he's trying to help everyone, not just like the restaurant itself. He's trying to help everyone. Yeah. Have you done a stage before? No, I've not. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about the experience. I mean, it's basically just, you know, auditioning for the part. Mm. They, I, I don't know why they call it a stage, but basically it's spelled stage. Mm, okay. You pronounce Fancy. it as stage, <laughs> but basically like you're auditioning, um, like you work a half shift and then when you're working, like all the actual workers there are kind of like keeping their eyes on you. Mm. And they're the one that's kind of like watching if I, I think they vote at the end of the day. It's like, is this person good or good? Or, you know, that makes sense. And then, yeah, I didn't get it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you tried. I, tried. <laughs> I see. So it's for, it's normally for fine dining stuff. I got fine dining restaurants. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like that's what they did to Sid is what yeah. you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause she, <laughs> she said she was doing a stage and I think she was doing a stage for like multiple days. I only did a stage for one day. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure it's just different yeah. you know, restaurants and whatever. And, uh, okay. well, it might be different cause uh, my stage was for uh, a server. Uh -huh. Her stage is to be a chef. Yeah. So a chef could be like, are you stage Little for yeah stuff. more week long just to see what you can do in the back of the house, maybe mm -hmm. prep and all that stuff. Yeah. We said it in multiple episodes. The thing that I think the show does really well is treat the audience as an intellectual, meaning, you know, again, I didn't know what stage meant. And, you know, when I heard it in the <laughs> show, I just continue forward. Right. So the fact that they don't over explain anything is really good because now, again, it adds a level of interaction. It adds a level of, uh, I guess, competency that if you understand it, like you're more gripped into the show. Well, it's also realism as in like yes. real people aren't going to give you exposition. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because <laughs> like we're, we're witnessing them just struggle with trying to keep their shit together in mm -hmm. this restaurant. They're just using normal vocabulary that a person would use when they're talking to each other. Right. 
And the other thing too is like, there's so much East Coast energy in this, and so fascinating to watch. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> how they do it, and I just, I really love it. Like, I love the interactions between everyone, and like when they're all just yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're saying "fuck you, fuck you." All right, I got your back though. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just really cool. And like you mentioned too, like there's so much realism in this. Like when Sid's going through her day-to-day and whatever you can see her frustration build up it's just one thing after another she doesn't want to accept help either right she's a very prideful person and dude she wants to show that everyone she can do it the cool thing is that they're tackling a common problem in all work uh, workplaces Mm -hmm. it's like how many times have you worked with someone that's so prideful that they don't want your help but like in your mind or my mind i'm like yeah but i'm not doing anything right now like i can help you it just makes it easier yeah it's just one small thing it's not like you're taking over the job yeah it's not like i'm not trying to make you stupid feel (laughs) stupid or that i'm better than you it's just like i have time to do this so i'm gonna do it and i remember so many times when i was at cheesecake that i'm trying to help people out and it's just like kevin why are you doing that and i'm like i have we're just standing around like i'm gonna take out the trash it's full it's in my way as a food um what is it food runner yeah so like i just took out the trash and he's like no that's supposed to be the bus boy's job and i was like yeah but it's you know <laughs> like yeah. and like if i don't take it out and if they don't take it out eventually a manager is going to be like i need someone to take out the trash it's like dude <laughs> yeah i <like>, think <laughs> it's so to me i'm like trying to be a team player but at the same time other people are so like we're shooting ourselves in the foot like making it harder to make oh, a, i hate make it. the service run right and it's so siloed it, it's selfish choices right it's selfish actions where it's like all right i'm just a server mm-hmm. i'm gonna stay just a server this is my role and this is my section so right. this is the only section i'm gonna keep clean right and it's just like it, it doesn't help anyone and so like i do really enjoy places where you get to go in and be like you know what we all help each other out we all run each other's food we all clean each other's messes and we're all each other's bus boys like um that makes it so much easier to run a business because everyone's just kind of in it right like Mm -hmm. if a table's not clean and whatever then you know again no one's really making money you know it's you tip the bus you you know sorry you you tip the bus boys you tip the food runners stuff like that when you're a server as well so you do want everything just to work well and it's just difficult you know it is very difficult you know to run a restaurant i don't Uh, yeah i would never do it after working at one would you go back (laughs) the money's good the instant money is good and that's how people get stuck yeah the tips and all that yeah you can make a very comfortable living like being a server yeah like when i used to work at a a seafood restaurant you know where we served crawfish boil and stuff like that there are some nights you would make maybe 200 bucks there's other nights you can make up to a thousand right that's how you get hooked it's it's almost like a gambling thing. It's a, yeah, <laughs> you're just like, all right, well, what's tonight gonna be? You know, like I wonder if I'm gonna make two hundred, if I'm gonna make five hundred. But you guys only made that much because you didn't have any bus boys or um, exactly. runners, right? Yeah. So you get rid of like two tip out yeah. uh, um, positions. Yeah. So we only had to tip out the host, and I think we also tipped uh, the back of house, which is not very common to to do. But if you're you know a smaller restaurant, it makes it a little bit easier to pay both people oh, okay interesting right. that's how you kind of skew the system a little bit which we see a lot of in in the bear so again super relatable show every character in this is just phenomenal the actors themselves too like that is just oh gosh it's, it's a good show it Dude, really it's, hooks it's you. so good it's, it's actually been a while since i've had a show where i've clicked play for like the next episode like i just streamed through this whole thing and it wasn't like too long but it also didn't really feel long because 
the anxiety, like yes. the whole restaurant life and tension and frustration. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> it just brought back uh, flashbacks and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's difficult. And I, again, I understand why people get stuck in that. I know a ton of people who are still stuck in restaurant life. There are people who've gone out of it and come back to restaurant life. You know, it's, it's very difficult to get away from it. So <sighs> why do you think though the show is so good in terms of it being on fx and can you see it working in on any other platform on any other platform mm. amazon for example amazon. <laughs> it could work i think they just have a good team mm -hmm. you know good uh producers and writers i agree yeah. so like if you're able to get a good team then the show's gonna be good you know you're not just paying the highest person expecting it to be good you know, so like Citadel, <laughs> just because you have a big producer behind it or um, a ton of budget, like a, a ton huge of budget, budget. <laughs> then it's like, no, you need a good team. And that's what's going to make a good uh, story or environment. Right. And FX is just known for dishing out like quality shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not all of them are hitters, but a lot of it. Yeah. I finished The Strain on there. The Strain mm -hmm. was pretty good, too. That one's um, based on the vampiric idea coined by uh guillermo del toro yeah and another writer i think right there's fargo uh, it's always sunny is still huge. going isn't i it? love it yeah, yeah i love it's always sunny um it's always sunny in philadelphia just launched its uh, newest season and i haven't seen it yet but it, there's rave reviews about it like them being like the best they've ever been huh. yeah and the whole cast is in it because it's actually like a huge passion project for them yeah i mean that's why danny devito doesn't want to leave yes yeah. he's like i'm having so much fun doing this why it's, would i do anything else <laughs> every episode is something new right and that's something that a lot of creatives crave there's just like new if it's something repetitive it just becomes dull yeah but if it's new and you're able to inject a ton of creativity in every project why stop yeah so fx i think they do a really good job yeah they're doing a good job picking out their shows and stuff i think there's only been a couple of shows that they canceled um i don't remember them though me neither i guess that's why they canceled it <laughs> because, yeah because it's not that good i guess man the bear yeah. did you expect to see john bernthal no but i'm not surprised you know okay yeah he he's also he has a really extensive background as we know and he's also from east coast so like he's almost the perfect person to bring into a show like this he has that kind of energy you know he has just like i don't know just a, a persona about him that it just like fits with shows like this yeah he fit in right away i was like oh damn i didn't know john brenthal was in here and i was like what character does he play and he's like oh that's mikey yeah. <laughs> i was like i didn't even catch on to it until like later i was like which character was that <laughs> yeah. but yeah, they mentioned Mikey a lot, and I don't know, he fits. He fits, and Mikey is the brother who passed away. And so, you know, when we get those scenes, it's like um, the flashbacks. And I love how they do the flashbacks, you know? Yeah, it was, that's why I was like, what? It, it blends, it's yeah. almost blends together too well. Yeah. I, I see like, what you're saying, you know, but, you know, it's it's so subtle. And that's when you, like you, when, uh, when we come to the realization it's Mikey and whatever, you're just like, oh, wait this is a flashback because he died. Yeah. And John Bernthal being in this very complex character, I'm excited to see like maybe more of it. If it comes back. Yeah. If, it if comes he back. comes back. Yeah. Not in person, but <laughs> <laughs> possible, possible for another flashback to learn more about Mikey. Cause then it was also Mikey that was kind of, um, well, that was his business, mm -hmm. but 
we get that moment where Tina shows up to talk to Carmi mm -hmm. and she's like, I loved your brother too, you know? So like Mikey was family to that crew too. Mm -hmm. So like, even though it's chaos and whatever, everyone sticks around because they loved Mikey. Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but he's really good. He's a cousin. Oh, Richie. Richie. So Richie's really good. Obviously, complex character, right? Richie's awesome. So the whole time in the beginning, we just hear him saying cousin, 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 right? Like to Carmi and stuff like that. And then it isn't until I think it's episode three or four where Sid and him goes to the hardware store, sit in the car. He's talking to his daughter. And then Sid says something uh, along the lines of like, oh, how do you know? Carmi or whatever or how long you guys been family or something like that i don't remember some he brings it up and then uh richie goes oh no 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 mikey was my best friend and so you see like this like family dynamic between people who aren't related by blood mm -hmm. you know it's just so beautiful because that's technically what the restaurant life is too so it's a very good like yeah it makes sense you can yeah. get soaked up into that right and you really care about the people who work there because they're just real people trying to make a living you know so i love those interactions too so do you still stay in contact with your restaurant buddies? A few of them. Every so often, they're <laughs> like, uh, they'll hit like the whole crew up and be like, hey, let's get this whole crew up to go to a picnic or a barbecue and stuff like that. I haven't been able to go because it's always like wrong timing. But yeah, yeah. Like oh. legit will hit me up still. Wow. Yeah. And I'll still reach out to them on like social media, like, you know, Snapchat, or whatever. I'll see something pop up and I'll just make a quick comment on it. Good for you. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I forgot what I was going to say. It was like, oh, that episode nine, that one just like might be the best episode. <laughs> I don't know. Which episode do you think it was the best? I would agree. Nine's up there. For some reason, I really enjoy Sid's episode. And I think that's four or five where we see her like struggle throughout, like to gain respect and stuff. I, I just like the way it is shot, you know, like Sid, her, she's a phenomenal actor. You know, she does a really good job. Of just when it's following her, when it opens with her waking up. Yeah. And then we see her dad a little bit. No, no, no. Uh, before that. So it's when she uh, gets hazed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know it's so subtle of a scene. And of course, every scene that Carmi's in, like, I really enjoy him too. Like watching him work and stuff. Like being a person who loves cooking, like you look at the techniques, right? And you look at all the stuff. So like watching them to be culinary masters, essentially, in this kind of workplace. It's like, oh, dude there's a lot I can learn too. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm so absorbed in like the food aspect, but yes, nine's pretty up there. <laughs> well, I like nine because even though it's like the shortest episode, it's because from the moment it begins and ends, it's just like, it's, it's so tense and like so high strung. Like it, it's so fr freaking like, I don't even know how to explain it. There's a lot of chaos. So how do you write chaos and mm -hmm. have it happen as if you were watching like a documentary or something like that? Like, Episode nine, you just feel like you're witnessing like the back of the house, like go crazy. Yes. Yeah. So like to write that though, and then have all of these actors kind of like do it so seamless. Whereas like, this feels as if you just walked into the restaurant. Like imagine if it was like your first day, like it was a, the first day mm -hmm. for um, Tina's, uh, is that like son? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. Anyways, let's just say son. Yeah. But you know, imagine walking in for, and this is your first day and then like, the back of the house is just like complete utter chaos like <laughs> right. there's um tickets that were pr uh, that were pre-ordered tickets that wasn't that was turned on too early so now before the freaking kitchen even opens they needed to prep like mm -hmm. i don't even know like they like 80 items not only that but so they had to prep on top of everything 
normally back at house prepares like you know certain things for throughout the whole day Mm -hmm. so if you're getting pre-orders when you haven't prepped yet that's like a whole different kind of like stress level yeah Yeah, you're you're already behind and it's like dude that that stress right there was just so freaking maddening for me (laughs) as an audience um and then like another thing is that there's just more things that were just piling up on the frustration to make you feel like carmy mm-hmm. like it, like to be in his situation because one he was trying to get marcus to prep the cakes and stuff like that yeah. and he was not prepping any cakes he was just trying to focus on perfecting this donut or whatever mm-hmm. imagine how frustrating that is when you have 80 tickets to prep mm-hmm. and your dessert guy isn't even doing any of them you know and then another thing is like sid was trying to run expo but then like she wasn't um I forget why he blew up on on uh, Sydney. Well, it was actually Sydney's fault for uh, implementing a new tablet system mm-hmm. and uh, had the uh, pre-order thing set on too early. So right. he was already like pre-upset with Sid. Pre-upset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is the nice, nice is, you know, a different kind of connotation, meaning like it's nice to see like different concepts be implemented to an already established restaurant. And so when Sid has all these ideas and they're good ideas, right? And how to save money, cut costs, but also make sure everyone's paid better and stuff like that. Those those are really good. And then you implement new technology. That's That's when it gets crazy because it's a new process now that you have to focus on and pay attention to. And so like that episode is good just because that's really how it is when you implement new uh, processes and technologies into this place. And of course, now we have someone, uh, Marcus, being absorbed and you know wanting to become his own, to do his own thing, right? Follow his own passions and in, in creating like desserts and stuff. Like now, like it's it's uh, uh, getting blended into his everyday work, and then like, oh man, Carmi, like you just feel the stress roll off of him, be or you know like come off of him because externally he's also got the pressure of paying off the debt. Yeah. That his brother owes. Yeah, 300K. And keep the restaurant alive because, you know, he doesn't want to sell it, you know, and stuff like that. It's just, wow. And also Richie kind of being like a wild card. card. (laughs) So like him arguing with Sid all the time and Sid arguing back, it's just like, you know, it's not enough orders. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. just, yo, we need shit done. And you guys are just like talking shit, you know? And then... Well, he accidentally stabbed himself by walking into Sid's knife. Or you could say it's Sid's fault for having the knife there. But that part was just like, oh, geez. Yeah. Just it's tense. More chaos happening. And I think it was all like one shot. Yeah. It has to be. I think so. And if there's a edit in there, it's so well done. You know? Yeah. Because like when you're following all of these people they have to do it at the same time because like how how else would you shoot a kitchen Mm -hmm. it has to be queued up choreography has to be perfect and i mentioned to you that another another reason why i really want to watch this is because uh matt uh sorry maddie matheson he's uh fact yeah yeah (laughs) he's he's fact so his character i've I've been watching his youtube for a long time okay because he's a phenomenal cook he has an amazing personality meaning that he's just he's that chaotic person you know that you really gravitate towards um and so him being in this too he was a consultant in this whole thing that um, makes sense because he's worked in the back of the house for so long he's a a very well-established cook and he uh was the one who helped present the food along with another person I'm, i'm forgetting her name but she's really famous too um you know for making this kind of stuff so you're seeing everything play out with their 
insight with you know other people's choreography and so i do believe it was one shot while everyone's actually doing the work that they need to do yeah yeah because yeah. i don't think you can't fake that really right. like you you'd have to shoot it in a creative way to hide their actual hand movements it's like no nah, that's they're doing it yeah they have to do they're like cooking everything this is a different type of like acting casting it's like all right we're gonna cast an actor but they also might need to have a background of a chef mm -hmm. so that they don't have to train for it like super crazy it's like all right do you remember how to do this you know work on that um but that's good background knowledge i did not know about maddie um but it makes sense now why the show is so good mm -hmm. so when you have a co-producer like maddie like that he's able to talk about what needs to go down at the back of the house to convey the chaos and like the cooking and all that stuff yeah the chemistry of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, the everyone. yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny because like uh I don't know if he's actually a producer, but I know again he's a consultant. So he's no, uh, yeah, actually, he he's a, a co-producer oh, on on that beautiful. show. Beautiful. Uh, he's just it's it's funny because the other person who helps him out with consulting, and I don't know if she's producer or whatever on this, but when you watch, so they have a cooking video on the side of this to promote um, the bear. Oh, okay. You can feel so much tension between them two because the other thing about the show that it does really well, right? There's two alpha personalities going at each other, and we're when you're an alpha creative, especially like cooking, whatever different techniques styles that come into play how long you cook something how you cook something like comes into play like it's so great to see that again like richie doesn't want to do anything because of what they've been doing just works right mm -hmm. and then carmy's coming in here with a whole extensive background and of course richie you can tell like he feels threatened by it doesn't want to you know he just wants to change things up carmy so like you know there's this different personality coming in and then sid's the one helping carmy and richie's using her as the scapegoat you know yeah like Sid's just doing everything that Carmi is telling her to do, but Richie's just like, you know, I can talk to Carmi all I want. We have a relationship. It doesn't matter. But Sid's the real person I can go after. That's why like that whole episode also works too, because like, I understand like Maddie Matheson knows the feeling. And so he's like, no, no, we probably need more screaming or whatever it is, you know, like we need more, um, whatever. And I hope that they do all have background in the restaurant because it seems so they have to it, real. Yeah, they have to. It's just, it only makes sense simply because like they're doing a lot of, um, cooking techniques. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you really have time and money to train someone new to do all that stuff? I do. I did see that, uh, Maddie did have to cook a lot of the stuff and like show them how to do it. So I think a few of them well, need a little bit extra. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying it's easier to train someone oh, like not from the ground up, mm -hmm. but when they're already at this level, you can just show them how to do it mm -hmm. versus, all right, so this is what this means. Like you're not starting from the beginning, beginning, mm -hmm. I see. you know, like this is what a stage means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> but Tell me something. Um, no, like it's the chaos is just so well done and it makes sense that the producers are actual chefs. Mm -hmm. It's, I love it. <laughs> again, uh, you know, the other thing that I mentioned before, again, everything's happening in the restaurant. That's what it feels like too. When you work in a restaurant, like sometimes you have shifts where like you start, you're opening, someone calls off, so you have to help close. Right. So you could be working from like nine all the way to like 10 or 11 at night. And guess what? You have to open the next day. Yep. So it feels like your whole life is, is based in a, in uh, a restaurant. Clopeners. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> like doing those. It's the worst. And also technically you're not supposed to do it, but the restaurant needs it. You know, you just, just tend to do it. Th yeah. There's so many things that you're not supposed to do, but it's like <laughs> when you're short staffed, it's like, yeah, you're kind of forced to do it. There's a lot of unspoken rules. 
yeah, yeah. that you just tend to follow and uh you follow them quick or else you don't last long that's the that's the other thing you know you don't last long you don't last long <laughs> people need jobs and so it's difficult <laughs> my goodness it's uh, gosh you know richie is one of my favorite characters because he's not only is he a good actor have you seen andor i've not no oh, well he's good in that too <laughs> <laughs> i should probably watch that though <laughs> um but like he's against change not because he thinks it's like wrong or bad for the business. It's because he, he is so comfortable in the environment that he was in, which is like chaos. Everything's out of order. You have to do it by force. You have to like really flex the masculinity to kind of like get things done. But it's more so that he, that's the only time he feels in control. Yes. And then like when Carmen comes in, Sid comes in, everything is better. He feels like he's losing his sense of like belonging there. Mm-hmm. It's Which, the alpha, alpha personalities you yeah. always meet in restaurants and like restaurant life, you know, it's just alpha types that you give them a little bit of control, you know, a little bit of power. They grip it right away because that's all they want. They just want power. Well, it's just really sad because then there's that moment he shares with Carmi where he's like, you're all I got is like he went to jail, you yeah. know, and makes sense. So he's trying to cling on to this, what he has left. So he's clinging on to that chaos and clinging on to that stuff. But you know, when the show ends, I think he's, you see a little progression in his story. Mm -hmm. And he's also divorced. He also has a daughter that yeah. he can't see often. We mentioned too, that Richie was also best friends with Mikey. So losing Mike, it was really tough. And he's avoiding, uh, you know, most of the show, he's avoiding that feeling like when um, Carmi, uh, I forget who calls Carmi up on the phone, but it's the person that like my, oh, oh, Nico. Yeah, Nico. Yeah, sorry. And then, you know, we find out like, um, that whole scene comes out and then Carmi's like, you know, for a second, I thought Mikey was alive again. Mm -hmm. And Richie just goes, no, no, I don't want that. And just walks away. You know, he's avoiding those feelings and avoiding like the fact that he's lost a brother, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, such good, good show. Good show. <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, I like all of their relationships too. I mean, we don't get a lot of time with Marcus until the end. Um, we mostly get Sid and then bits and parts of Tina. So we even get a slow progression of Tina's respect for Sid to later on. Cause then Tina was giving her shit outside of the hazing. It was like not respecting her authority, like mm -hmm. her superiority. And later on it's like, oh, she's becoming a better chef too, because Sid is helping her. Right. And then, um, all the other people we don't really get much time with. Yeah. And the thing with Sid too, like people can tell she's younger. That's the yeah. thing that's really hard to solve. Well, Richie keeps on calling her a baby. Exactly. It's like, damn. Yeah. The like, disrespect. <laughs> and the thing is like, you know, with someone with so much experience, it, like age still matters to a lot of other people. Like, yeah, I'm older than you, you know, it's like, yeah, but you don't have as much experience as I do. Like people tell me all the time too, you know, like when I'm working on this, working in the IT industry for so long. Mm -hmm. I tell them I've been in it for eight years and like, damn, <laughs> like you've been in it for eight years and you know, other people have been in it for like, you know, four or something, a little bit older than me. And like, you know, I tell them like, this is how things are done. Like this is how you can do it easier. Stuff like that. You can see in their face sometimes they're just like, damn, you know, gotta <laughs> listen to this guy. I can. Yeah. Or they don't. And then they screw themselves over. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they want, whatever they want. Yeah. Do you think, do you think you would have blown up like Carmi did on Sid and Marcus? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think I would have too. I would have been like. And it, again, it's not a hundred percent. It's not even all their fault, right? Like it, yeah. they're, 
they're the little icing on top of the cake really they're just the, the cherry of, of a really bad day and of course all the stress mounts up you know like we see them uh, all smoking you know, that's another really yeah, common thing oh my thing. god dude everyone yeah everyone smokes because you need a way to deal with the stress and being in a restaurant you know people do drugs you know that's a very common thing too like you need to find a way to cope or else you have moments like that where you just blow up and again restaurant life if you're in it you're in it 100 percent of your week pretty much dude yeah you lose the whole day <laughs> and then weeks if you're there working full-time you can't take care of yourself you know you don't have any like mental break days yep yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. don't miss it i don't miss it um but i like his sister too carmy's sister yes. sugar sugar i like their interaction because it's just like this sibling type of love for one another and it's so subtle but then it's like oh that's a big punch because they're good actors too <laughs> yes and it's like a well-written story well written and what is really interesting is that there's a different kind of relationship in there that we don't see often which is them being actually very open with each other so they actually have a very close relationship yeah so you know a lot of times we see like siblings hate each other or whatever it is like um the haunting of uh Bly oh. manor right um okay like none of the siblings talk to each other they try to they kind of hate each other blah 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 right? we see that a lot because you mean hill house either one um they're both kind of like the same yeah it's just because like there's that sibling conflict that people like but you don't see a lot of sibling bonding like this and so you know for them to bond over the fact that they lost mikey you know uh, sugar is trying to get carmy help and then carmy actually being very open with her right like he was like you know the other night i woke up and i was cooking and i was baking or i was um frying like packages frozen meats and almost killed myself yeah know, doing that it's like holy shit like you need help here's some things i, I thought that was like really beautiful yeah yeah and like he avoids her calls and stuff like that but then he finally admits that like oh yeah i've been going to that uh meeting and it's like oh this is really touching yeah they just have a beautiful relationship you know mm -hmm. i'm glad it's just not like them fighting back and forth anymore yeah i mean when we I were getting enough of that yeah. <laughs> and when those scenes came on when the fire happened i was like is he dreaming or is like legit yeah. setting the place on fire and he did it twice so like it was his apartment and then the actual kitchen at the restaurant like it blew my mind because like i was confused the whole time right everyone else would and like i guess it makes sense because like you're dreaming you really don't know what's happening you do get glimpse of like what's real but you still don't know it's real until all of a sudden you wake up and you're like oh shit yeah you know could also be like ptsd too absolutely so yeah you know showed a lot of that well when he was getting yelled at at the um yeah. top i don't know whatever yeah. it is and they're trying to break you down to toughen you up type of thing yeah i don't i don't know dude is it worth it it's tough because like people go through that and then you turn into gordon ramsay you know you turn into <laughs> gordon ramsay like even sid said it like she knows carmy like carmy's like you know a brilliant chef right he's he's technically world renowned or whatever it was enough that sid knows yeah you know so that training worth it to be Maybe. a top chef yeah uh, but you sacrifice you know your mental health and stuff like that yeah you gotta be really i don't know you really gotta love it i guess yeah yeah to be a top chef and be be rated on the daily it's just yeah flashbacks for sure flashbacks ptsd's for us but i have an interesting proposal for you on this okay so and i can't remember richie's name i had it for a little bit uh, i can look it up real quick but like the actor's name yeah oh, okay. so have a proposal because we know the dc universe is getting rebooted oh okay 
I propose Jeremy be the new Barry, the new Flash. You mean Jeremy Allen? Yes. As in Carmi? Carmi. Okay. Carmi, Jeremy, yeah, the actor. Okay. He is Barry, new Flash. I can see it. And then Richie is Ebon Moss. Him be reverse Flash. Eobard Thon. Interesting. Yeah. I like for some reason the whole time I was watching this show, I was like, damn, he'd be really good in the flash. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he'd make a really good flash. He'd you're make just a thinking really about good recasting flash. the flash right now. Yeah. It's just because like the acting and stuff in it, like their dynamic is so good that it fits, you know, flash and reverse flash. And I was just like, man, we could I see something here. <laughs> I see something. <laughs> just a little proposal. I just want to put it out there. Would they want to though? I could see Jeremy doing it. Really? I don't really see Jeremy as a like a hero actor yeah like a yeah that whole superhero stuff yeah because he was in shameless and in this and then um like i don't think he's down for like a big commitment again because shameless lasted like what 12 seasons or something yeah and he started when he was young though and now he's like a little bit older the bear might go on for a few seasons too i'm sure yeah but it's not a big time commitment for the bear compared to shameless which like i think those were hour-long episodes the oh, bear barely touches like 30 minutes mm -hmm. and it's only eight episodes. So like, I think just based on like the uh, co-producer, like Maddie, mm -hmm. I, I feel like he has an ending in mind. So I don't think this is going to last like five seasons, mm -hmm. you know, just like a solid beginning and end where we see a successful, um, the bear restaurant. We'll see my, uh, prediction for this show to be quite honest, because Maddie Matheson isn't a show producer, you know what I mean? Like he isn't. Like, like if, if FX was like, we need 20 seasons. Yeah, okay. exactly. He might be like, okay, you know, I can give you 10 maybe, you know, because Maddie, I know, doesn't want to do it for long term either. Yeah. What I assume is that this being the first season of testing this kind of show, the next seasons will have a few more episodes because that's how FX, FX works, you know, like more TV shows work versus like um, when we watched uh, Barry, you know, Barry strictly was eight episodes, you know, an hour or something longish, some of them. Or 40 minutes long, sorry. Yeah. Like, the bear could be a little bit longer, episode-wise. Uh, I just think that they have something good going on, so I don't want to see them ruin it. <laughs> so I think... Let's hope. <laughs> well, I think Maddie... I mean, if you're able to handle being berated all the time as a chef, I feel like you can handle, like, big suits trying to, like, pressure you. Yeah, I mean, into, yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> into, like, we need 20 seasons. Like, no, fuck you. Yeah. This story's going to end in in four seasons or whatever yeah, let's hope i really do like i enjoy a lot of these shows ending shorter you know like very like we said yeah we just need a good cohesive story we don't need yeah. like to milk this mm -hmm. plus those actors want to do other stuff too yeah let them They're yeah good like so, let them do the flash yeah the flash <laughs> which just came out by the way so yeah. hopefully hopefully good next topic um yeah i don't know if i see the eobard thon casting I can yeah. see Jeremy as Barry mm -hmm. with that hair, mm -hmm. but the Eobarth are Eobard. Mm -hmm. Reverse Flash. If they did it similar to how the Flash show did Eobard, it'd be good. Do you want them to play in the Flash or something even better? <sighs> Both. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I just need to see more of them. They're really good. Like, yeah, they're really good actors. So I don't want to see him wasted in the Flash. Like, I don't. Oh, because... Well. Like, first off, get a good, you know, story going first. <laughs> right, right. Don't, don't just throw Jeremy and, uh, oh man, what's the other dude's name? Don't just throw them and waste their talent, you mm -hmm. know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Ebon. Eben. Eben? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're pretty good. Yeah. I, I just hope to see him in more stuff, so. 
The bear is good. Can't wait for season two, which I think is coming out. Yeah, I just saw the commercial yeah. or trailer for it. Yeah. Oh, good show. Yeah. Super good show. Yeah. I don't have anything else, though. I can think of. Me neither. Restaurant life. Good Restaurant show. life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching, listening. Subscribe, like, share, follow. All the things. Bye. Bye.